Welcome. You're about to listen to a teaching of the Foursquare Gospel Church, VGC District. At Foursquare, we believe in the transformation of communities through the multiplication of disciples, leaders, churches, and movements. May your hearts be blessed and transformed as you listen. I guess that should be maybe our major forty when we are aligned with God, who is the King of all kings, you know, the Lord of all of all lords. We, are, we as heirs should also be regarded as royalty. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I also like, like his perspective on it, and it's also very um, interesting how you know, we don't get to choose the families that we're born into, so I'm sure if everyone here we ask them, we say they want to be royalty, part of you know, <laughs> the royal kingdom or something, but um, God's kingdom is just open. Like All you have to do is just say yes, and you're just royalty, just like that. Like There's no other special requirements. You just say, oh, do you want to be royalty? I'm saying yes. And he's extending his hand. All I have to do is just grab it, and that's all. So it's just very interesting that the creator of the whole universe, all I have to do is just say yes to him, and then I'm automatically just reality. So it's, it's very great. Wow. Wow. That's, that's really nice. I mean, you, you touched something that we're, we're going to talk about briefly. So, I mean, it's, it, it takes a lot for one to be chosen. I mean, from the person who is being chosen and the person who does the choosing. I'm sure the person doesn't just go around looking for any and everybody I mean, and the person who gets chosen as well, I'm sure he also strategically puts himself. So are there requirements? Are there things that, that I should be aware of? Are there things I should take note of? Are there basically requirements to be chosen? Um, so the first one is your willingness um, to be chosen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, God is asking, as he created everyone, obviously, when you know, the fall of man and all of those things that were disconnected from God, um, so the next thing is, oh, Jesus Christ comes and he dies for us, and then we have the uh, ability to be reconnected with him. So if he's extending his hand out to you, it's just like I'm inviting you for a birthday party now, and you don't come. Um, at the end of the day, you can't say that I, I invite you. you. You chose not to come, right? True. You got the invitation card, but you chose mm-hmm. not to come. So yeah. there's a free invitation card, mm-hmm. but you have to be willing to accept it. And when you accept it, then you're then chosen. Wow, wow. nice. Very lovely. Yeah, then um, so um, there's this Bible verse that I also um, um, came across at some point. I can't remember, but it talked about being um, saved by faith. So I think that should be a major requirement. You don't just not just getting saved like we can decide to get saved and yeah. But I think when you are saved by faith, when you'd um, pick out that. Um, it's more or less like an attribute, like an attribute of God that, oh, okay, this person decided, he made that decision, you know, I want to be saved. And when you say you're saved, you're, you're, you're saved either by faith, you know, and by works as well, too, you know. So we, we then now align ourselves to being chosen. Yeah. yeah so that should be a requirement. Um, I think I have like a little different perspective on that. Because um, in terms of requirement for being chosen, I don't think there was there's any requirement for us being chosen. Like, our being chosen was out of the great mercy of God or out of his great love, as, as Paul puts it, or because of his great mercy, as Peter puts it in the book we were reading. Because we were chosen by God, not of anything we did. Yes, as Christians, we're called to walk in a way that is worthy of our calling, but it is not because of the walk that we were chosen. It was like, I'm working because I'm chosen. I'm not chosen because I'm working. So that's, um, that's how I see it in terms of the requirement for being chosen. Wow, fabulous. Thank you so much for that. Thank you very much. I hope you guys are learning one or two things. So yes, to our viewers on site and online, um, if you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comment section. Feel free to um, write them on a piece of paper and um, we'll be able to attend to them later on in the program. So um, just what, I mean, it's quite, frankly speaking, it's not easy being, being a Christian these days. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, for me, I get to hear lots of things, especially from people who are not Christians. I mean, I don't know if, if, if you guys understand what I'm saying. Have you had such kind of experiences? What, what do people say about we Christians, especially the people who are not believers like us? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, our parents then, they would either call you SU, you know. <laughs> but now, this time, they would, they would tell me, I don't know if anybody has heard before, they'd be like, see this Jew man, eh? he's just, just there. You just keep, you know, they make you feel very uncomfortable. But, well, I don't think if... I think when you have gotten to a stage in life 
things like this don't shake you anymore. So when they make such utterances, you know, you know, where, you know your stance, and you're not moved. I think also people call um, us hypocrites, and wow. I think it's because of how some Christians act in mm-hmm. church versus outside church. So you're a different person yeah. when you're in church environments and outside that. You're, wow. yeah. Wow. Um, I've also um, had personal experiences where people have referred to me as being uptight, like extremely uptight. Uh, I'd say, okay, maybe a set of people want to do things this specific way, but because of my my stand with God or my stand with, um, with, 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 with God, basically, I say, no, I can't do it that way. Um, take, for example, um, a contract was issued out, and some of them want to divert a bit some funds to their personal benefit, and I'm like, no, I won't be a part of it. So, yeah, there are times when Christians have been regarded as being uptight. True, and also, like, low-key, in the climate we're in, a lot of times people on social media, they could be like, oh, this person is boring, or in terms of, like, music choices, because, like, one time I had someone take the ox god from me because, oh, (laughs) they didn't want to listen to my worship jams (laughs) or whatever. But, yeah, it's just part of the process, I guess. Yeah, wow, thank you so much. I mean, we we, we hear lots of these things. We hear them say, ah, no be him, no be them, not so then they do now. All these church people. Now, if, if you're on Twitter regularly, you you know what I'm talking about. The way they criticize us, especially Christian boys. We don't know what we did to them, all. but yeah, they they have they have their ways of getting try to get to us. No, but, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is not. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not a place for the faint-hearted. Honestly. If you are faint-hearted, you might almost like. What am I doing as a Christian? You might almost change your mind. Yeah. That's it. So. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, having said that, are there some challenges we face, maybe um, in our secular lives, um, identifying ourselves as Christians? Are there some challenges, maybe um, you're, you're skeptical about associating with a particular group, can be a social group, just because you know, okay, I am, I am chosen, I am called out. I mean, do you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? What kind of challenges have you been facing lately? Okay, so um, there are times when, as a result of being chosen by God, you are being excluded from a number of events or activities. Um, because, as, as I mentioned earlier on, let's say you are being regarded as an uptight person, um, and there is a, let's say, party that is to be organized. As a result of where you stand, maybe you don't take alcohol, or you do not vibe with um, secular songs. Yeah. When they are inviting every other person, you most likely not get invited to such yeah. an event. Yeah. So um, from time to time, we face such exclusions in our everyday life. So, yeah. so I have a question, right? Um, when we're talking about being chosen, God choosing us and all of those things, um, can you do something that can make you not to be chosen? Just like, um, for instance, your royalty now, maybe perhaps you do something that is really wild, and then you just sit and say you're cut off from the family, from the royal family, you're no longer part of us. So can you do something that can make God like seclude you, or as you're chosen, then he says, oh, you're no longer chosen, you're not part of me anymore, then should go away. Wow. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know I, what your perspective on this will be. Um, that's an interesting question, especially with the example you gave. The thing about us being chosen as Christians is that we weren't chosen by like fickle men. We were chosen by someone who saw us at our worst and died for us while we were yet sinners. So while we're to walk in a certain way and live in a certain way, when we do fall short, like, um, like John said in the book of 1 John, he said, little children, I'm writing to you that you may not sin. But if you do sin, you have an advocate. So we, we have an advocate. We're not to continue in saying that grace may abound. But at the same time, we have an advocate in Christ Jesus. So it's not like we'll do something wrong and God is like, okay, you know what? I changed my mind. Bye. Like, you're gone. You're cut off. That's not how it works with our God. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, because I asked that question because, um, just like you said, challenges. Because people put you in a higher regard, obviously, when you're a Christian. And if, for instance, you just, you know, spark out of anger. Mm. Oh, you're a Christian. Why are you... Why are you then, you know, being angry? Why are you then, you know, acting in a certain way? So 
It's almost like you're not allowed to be human. You're not allowed to have emotion. You're not allowed to just be you. Even though you know that you're chosen, but sometimes your brain kind of doesn't remind you that you're chosen. So I just ask that question just to be sure that, you know, when we do these things, you know, even though the world looks at us in a certain way, God doesn't say, okay, you know what, you're cancelled, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have a question. I'm trying to... So we're talking about being chosen at this point in time. You know, I, I really love the Bible verse you gave, but let's put it out in reality now. Like, you know... Uh, everyday challenges. Okay, so I'm going to paint a scenario. Right now, organizations um, tend to pull this whole string of teamwork, you know. So you find yourself in a, in, in a unit or a department where um, you are expected to work as a team and um, definitely you as a Christian, you being um, chosen and also known as a royal priesthood, you know, and a holy nation, then your colleagues come out and tell you that, you know what, um, or, okay, let me just put it out like in the financial department, you know, you have to cook the books. You know, as Christians, you are not supposed to do that, right? Then also, you also want to save your job. So how do you, how do you handle this? This is, it's a real life scenario. Let's, we've been preaching Bible, you know. So, you know, how would you, how wouldn't you want to be um, how would you, do you want to feel left out and also how can you handle such situations as well too? Okay, so um, I, I personally would not say there is a direct or specific way to handle such situations but as a Christian one of the very first things you should do is to communicate with your father who is God himself. Um, the Spirit of God is there to direct and to lead us in every situation we find ourselves. Um, as a spirit-filled being, you should be able to communicate with the Spirit of God, and He will direct you. Um, nevertheless, I've also heard stories in which people that found themselves in such positions and stood their ground actually got to find out that those scenarios were actually tested by their bosses. Yeah. So, um, at the end of it all, you know, you know um, she, 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 did, she did make mention um, earlier on that um, I, um, you also have a choice of choosing who you prefer to be chosen by. So, using a reference, Messi is choosing a team. And uh, let's say Ebube um, is choosing another thing, all right? So you have two things. Both of them choose you. Messi chooses you, and Ebube chooses you. Well, who would you prefer to go for? Go with? Definitely Messi. You get. So in this scenario, you are also faced with a similar position. You have God, who has already chosen you, and the devil, who is choosing you. You get, you, get, you get what I'm saying? So, who would you rather go with? Is this someone that has assured you good life now and at the end of time? Or someone that is giving you an image or a mirage of a good life? So, you need to, you actually need to make that choice. And I would advise that you go with God at all times. So. Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I mean, so following up from um, some of the challenges we face um, as Christians in our day-to-day lives, I would just like to mention that the devil has a way of guilt-tripping us, making us feel guilty for one little thing that we did. But if we remember the um, parable of the prodigal son in the Bible, he, he realized he made a mistake, and then he, he made efforts to come home. And um, the Bible made us understand that when his father saw him, he was running to his father, and his father was also running towards him. So as Christians, when we face challenges, we might backslide a little bit, we might go off on our colleagues, you might shout at that downfall driver on the road. I mean, the woman selling food might not put enough for you. I still had similar experience this morning. I don't know, I don't know. But well, I mean, you just have to, you just have to remember that um, God, the Holy Spirit is there to help you and calm you down. In, in all of those circumstances. So, um, yes, 
Prayer. Prayer is another key thing as, as chosen people called out for God's purpose. Um, what's, what's the role of prayer? How, how important would we say it is in our work with God as chosen people? I don't know if you guys would like to, to throw a little bit of light on that. So you're basically you're chosen by your creator. So you cannot you cannot exist in the world without your creator. And how can you com- prayer does the way you're communicating to your creator to help you to continue being chosen True. and act as a chosen vessel to act the way he wants you to go. Because mm-hmm. outside of him, you're no longer chosen per se because mm-hmm. you're you're disconnected to the person who made you chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. True. Okay. Um. Let me paint a more, um, a more relatable scenario that I'm sure pretty much everybody has encountered. I had a discussion with a friend recently, and we were talking about our relationship with God. As she did um, rightly mention, prayer is basically you communicating with God. So the question that was put forth in my discussion with my friend was, how long can you go without talking with the love of your life? That was the question. Can you go a day without actually speaking with your wife or your husband for the married folks? Or for those soon to get married, your fiancé or your fiancé? And the, if, if you feel you can't or shouldn't actually go a long time without talking with your partner, how then, do you, how then should you relate with God? who has already chosen you even before, who has called you even before you were formed in the bellies of your mother. God has loved you from the very beginning of time. And if you claim to love God, likewise, you should always communicate with God. And that is the part of prayer. Prayer is very, very key in our Christian life. You should continuously be in communication with God. Amen. Thank you very, very much. We're making progress. Um, just a reminder, guys, please feel free to send in your questions. Uh, we will soon be able, we will soon close out that session because there's a limited number of questions we can take. So if you have any questions, feel free to send them in now. Um, so guys, we've, I'm sure, yeah, many of you are working in church. How did it feel to, to be called to serve in God's presence? For one, when... <laughs> When Anna told me that I was um, chosen for this, I was like, why, why am I chosen? I'm not the most spiritual person to come and give it up. So, I mean, maybe if you go to part of it, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe God thinks I'm worthy, but I mean, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, good um, so I'll give my, my example. So, um, that was last, was it? Yeah, I think on Thursday, last week, Thursday or Friday, thereabouts, I was driving back from work and I was really, really angry because I had a couple of reports that you know just came came in and all of it. So I was driving, driving, and all of a sudden I got a call from Pastor Okin. <laughs> and he was like, Victor Atta. I said, Ah, good evening, Pastor. And he was like, You are chosen. I said, Amen. <laughs> You are chosen. I said, Amen. I was like, ah, this is prophetic and all of this. You are chosen. Amen. So you are chosen to be part of the panel. I was like, ah, Pastor, why? Why me? Like, what have I done? I mean, we, we had to bust into laughter. Like, it was like, yeah, you are chosen to be part of the panel of, um, of, um, of a discussion on Wednesday Bible study based on our theme and all of this. And I was, I was almost going to start giving excuses, but I was like, you know, no, it's, it's probably God talking, you know. I just needed, I needed this break, and I needed to know that this was a responsibility and it was a call from God, and that was it. Sometimes we want to, you know, move away from it, but we realize that there's no, there's no going back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was just funny. Um, also, another thing I'd like to add to what, um, what Victor said is that as Christians, it can feel daunting like and overwhelming that God has chosen us for some great tasks. Like a lot of people in the Bible we see were like, oh, God, not me. I can't do this. I can't speak. I can't walk or whatever. But the great thing about this is that God has promised to always be with us and we have his Holy Spirit to help us. So he didn't like choose us and be like, okay, go and do this while I go and chill. Like he's with us every step in the way. And that's just profound and amazing. Awesome. 
awesome. I mean, so yeah, like he asked, why? Why me? Pastor, why me? I mean, the same way God called Uncle Jonah. We know what happened with the story of Uncle Jonah. So yeah, why why do we think God calls us sometimes? I mean, what's Maybe you, I didn't want to get swallowed by a fish too. You didn't want to <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what's what do you think is his intention for calling us to do certain things? I mean, personally, I know it's, um, it's, it's not really by our strength. I was in a sermon one day, and um, pastor was like, um, God, God will not call you to do what you can do out of your own strength. So most times God calls us, and um, he also enables us, and he also strengthens us to do things that we ourselves personally didn't think we could do by, on our own strength. And I don't know if... Yes? Okay, um... As people say, iron sharpens iron. Sure. When I was called to, or when I was contacted to be on the panel, I, in my head, I was like, how much of the message? Okay, I happen to work with the media team, and I'm very much engaged during service and summons. So I, the first question that came to my mind was, how much of the message have I been able to pick over these services? that I would now come here to speak to every other person. Well, mm-hmm. one thing I've gotten to realize ever since I've gotten called is the fact that um, I've gotten to learn more on this topic as a result of prepping to be here right now. So um, I am kind of grateful to God for being chosen to be here because I've gotten to learn more about what it means mm-hmm. to be chosen. Awesome. Fabulous. See, as, as young adults, I mean, we have plenty of young adults in our midst. Forget the gray hair. We are all young. Mm-hmm. So as young adults, I would just like to know, you know, when, when we are called by God, most times it feels like, ah, oh, so does this mean I cannot do this again? Does this mean I cannot go to this place again? Does this mean I cannot hang out with this person again? So there's that sense of I'm going to miss out on some things or, or my, my youth is going to be boring or I don't know. What, what, how do you guys think we should reconcile that with, with the call of God upon our lives to be chosen? Anybody from the audience? Pastor Okian, please. Thank you. I think that's the essence of being separate. You know, um, and coincidentally, it was the theme before the chosen. When God calls you, there is of necessity a separation because everybody is not in that category. So uh, I remember when I first got, when I got saved, I wept because I thought that, wow, I'm going to miss out in all these things. I named some of those things that I used to do that I enjoyed. But it's amazing how when you actually step in faith, God, God's ways are like a house, a beautiful castle that is in a hidden forest. You know, so you don't see the beauty of it until you get into it. Sure. From the outside, God looks very unattractive. Except if your eyes are opened to his love, to his mercy, just as some of us have said today. You know, so uh, when, when, I, when I obeyed, when I responded, when I, when, I, when I responded to that call, because, you know, many are called, but few are chosen. The difference between the chosen and the called is that the chosen have done what the call requires. They responded positively in faith. So let's not get bogged down on the things that we're going to miss. Because when you really get into it, you realize that you have missed nothing. Paul said that I count all of them as junk. Why? Because he was in. He was in the palace now. You know, it's just like a child that, you know, is adopted by a billionaire. 
And maybe he's taken out of his own village and his own town, and he thinks, oh, man, I'm going to miss all these things. And then he goes to the billionaire's residence and realizes, oh, there is an entirely new life here of opportunities, of experiences. That's just like what being chosen by God is when we respond correctly by faith. Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you. See, did you hear that? See why you need to be coming for youth services? Come for youth service. Come for youth service. We'll be telling you. Now you've heard. Okay, if you want to hear more, make sure you come this Sunday. So yeah, someone has asked a very interesting question on our Zoom platform, and I'll just read it out. Um, so what can we do in situations where we doubt if we're really chosen by God, e.g. in difficult seasons of life? What can we do when we doubt if we're really chosen by God? I mean, God can call us to do some things that be like, brush J, for real? Me? I mean... So what, what can we do when we have doubts? I'd like our pastor to help us with that. Pastor Mentel. Yes, please. Thank you, sir. Praise God. Um, I think along your discussion, you already hinted that um, oftentimes when people are called, the, your first instinct is to shrink. I'm not capable of doing this. So oftentimes our response is froth with doubt, self-doubt. Um, but the reality is that, um, first of all, the fact that you've been called of God does not exclude challenges. If you notice, all the people that were called of God went through tremendous... In fact, when Paul was called, he said, I will show him what he will suffer for my sake. So... But the, 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 the exciting thing is that when he calls you, he promised to be there with you. In fact, the doubt that you've experienced compels you to lean on the one who has called you. Say, I can't do this without your help. And as we feel, feel, sense that doubt and feel sense of incapability, we are prone to, we are driven to lean on him and draw the strength to do what he wants us to do. So the doubt shouldn't, shouldn't scare us. Praise God. I hope that will be helpful. Thank you very much, Pastor. So, yeah, um, you would agree with me, um, young people. Okay, so, yes, can, feel free. Can I add to that? Um, so when that question came, came um, the, the song, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done, kept on ringing within me. You know, from time to time, we find ourselves settling on negative thoughts, and it makes us forget the good that we've gotten to experience over time. And I can tell you for sure that that's the devil playing mind tricks on you. So if you find yourself doubting um, being chosen by God, uh, my my counsel to you is to take time back, take time um, away, to reflect on God's love, on God's blessings. Don't reflect on the circumstances that you found yourself in. Reflect on all the good that you've experienced before, and you'll get to realize that the, the, the mountain you face actually doesn't even exist. So, Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, so our young people in the house have had this question sent to us even before the program. They say we should ask oh, this big brother that's going on, oh, see, they want to watch you. Oh, see, should they watch you? Oh? Guys, I mean, I don't know if any of you watches the Big Brother Niger program that's going on. So there's a whole lot of controversy online that um, it's not good for our spiritual growth. It's not good for our work with God. I would just... Um, Victor? Do you have any? Tell us. Do you watch it? I don't even have time. Where's the time to watch it? If you had the time, will you watch it? So, um, I'm not really a TV person per se, you know. So, I easily get bored. Like, watching people from morning till evening, just moving moving by day with their lives, I kind of get tired of things like that. So, but I think um, as a Christian, like we, we rightly said, according to the Bible verse, as royal priesthoods, you know, I think there are some um, 
some wrongdoings that are definitely being perpetrated in the, in the Big Brother um, program that as Christians we are not expected to you know, be associated with. Like we rightly said, royalty. You know, you don't associate yourself with um, a couple of things because you are expected to be upright. You're expected to more or less condole yourself in an aspect where people tend to, you know, mark you out, single you out, like, oh, you're just different. So, I don't even have energy for it. If it's football, fine. <laughs> um, I just wanted to read, it's a very popular verse. I'm just going to read it. And then, um, so, it's Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And as, as human beings, like what we see, what we hear, it all like it all comes back. Like, you can't unhear, you can't unsee it. And that's what you're going to have in your mind. That's what you're feeding your mind in, with. And um, there's this verse in Romans, I think chapter 12, verse 1, where it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I like that pastor talked about how being separated and being chosen kind of goes hand in hand. So honestly ask yourself, is it of good report? Is it lovely? Is it praiseworthy? Like, is that, like... Be honest with yourself because at the end of the day, if you're a child of God, he has put a new heart in you so you can think about these things. You can't, you don't need the law to tell you, oh, do this or don't do that. Like you can think about it and the Holy Spirit that dwells in you will honestly convict you on, is this of, is this of good report? Is this what will transform me? Is this what will help me to not be conformed to the standards of this world? So that's what I. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was an eye opener. Um, so yes, we have we have another question um, that made reference to the recent ceremony held in Wari, the Olu of Wari. So they said he sang worship song during his coronation. I mean, so how do we deal with the backlashes and um, expectations that come with being chosen? Because most times we are called by God to do something. Um, human beings would have feedback that might not be pleasant all the time. How do we deal with it as Christians, people that are called to God's work? Um, I'll just say that Christ said that um, if the world hated me, then the world will hate you. So I think we should always resonate with that. Like it should constantly be in our mind that we're not part of the world, and that's just it. Like you can't, you can't necessarily be. Like Pastor said you have to be separate. People are going to talk about the things that you do, um, even when it's rightly good, they can see that it's the right thing to do. I mean, if you were singing another song that was very fetishional, they would say, oh, he said he's a Christian and he's singing a fetish song. So, at the end of the day, you can't please them. You're not living to please them. You just have to keep on reminding yourself that you're not living to please these people. Because if you try to keep pleasing people, you're not going to live according to God's standard at the end of the day. So, if the world hated Christ, the perfect person, I mean, what could Christ have really done that you would hate him? They're going to hate you as well. So, yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Interesting. I hope you guys are learning something. And also, um, yeah. I think for that aspect, I watched um, a couple of clips on the Olo of Worries coronation. I think, um, so there's this Bible verse that talks about God um, having the hearts of kings. Yeah. So first things first, he acknowledged God all the time. And like we said, being royalty, um, one of the key attributes to being royalty um, and one of the requirements as well should be being prayerful. So it's more or less like a cycle, a communication cycle. So with the backlash, with the hate he gets from people and all of it, I think all he just has to do is to go back to his um, palace and still communicate to God who made him the king as well. Too, you know. So it's 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 more or less like it's a separate. Um, um, space for him. It's more. He has a communication, it's a, a private communication um, um, angle with God. So yeah. I don't think he would have so much issue. He's already been chosen. Yeah. So oh, fabulous. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
So yeah, um, just just for you out there or in here, you might be wondering, maybe God recently called you, you don't know how to go about it. Uh, I'd just like to mention that here in the church, we have a class called Workers in Training. So you're not on your own. Here we groom people in the word of God, how to walk with God and be steadfast. So um, you, you have a, a home here where you can you can learn because really, there's no tutorial center for these things. The church is the place. So you, you, have to, you have to be in the church and you have to associate with people of God. Like he has rightly said, iron sharpeneth iron. So we encourage you to um, enjoy and participate in the fellowship of the believers. Yes, yeah, so any more questions from people here on site? I would like to thank you very much for your time. Yes, our pastor has a question. One of the programs that uh, took place uh, during the convocation, you know, you, the youth uh, asked some questions, and um, one of the issues they raised was the fact that at your generation, your attention span is so small, mm-hmm. and you like things to be fast-paced. And uh, I've been thinking about it, how do you people, if you want to know God, you want to go deep with God, are you able with your fast pace way of doing things, get into the word of God in your prayer, in your study? How can you study to know God for yourself, giving him 20 minutes a day and you dash off? Maybe we are old school. Maybe our brain not that sharp. Maybe your computer brain enables you to do that. I'd like to know, uh, is that how everybody feels? Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that, honestly, yes, we live in a fast-paced world right now, but at the end of the day, building relationship takes time. And as Christians, as people that are called, we're supposed to have a relationship with our Father because um, as we learned a lot last um, month, uh, the purpose of being separated was for intimacy with God. Yes, holiness is a byproduct of that because obviously when you get close to a holy God, holiness is going to be a part of it. But we're separated for intimacy with God and there is no way you can build a relationship with anyone, no matter how fast-paced the world is, without taking time to get to know them. And as Christians, how do we get to know God? We have to spend time in the Word. We have to talk to Him. So there's no fast pace in our relationship with God. I don't think it can work out, even in a relationship today. Like if you're in a relationship with someone you're not going to say, oh, it's a fast-paced world. Hi, okay, bye. See you tomorrow for like two more minutes. That's not how relationships work. And that's not how it's going to work without God. Okay, I would like to make reference to the minister last week's Sunday. made mention when he was giving um, kind of like a story of how he found his way back to God. Um, thanks to Pastor Ken. He did mention that um, Pastor Ken wasn't vigorous with him, like dragging him to church and all of that. That what really brought him back to God was the worship songs Pastor Ken kept on playing because they happened to be roommates. Now, um, if I'm to relate that to your question, um, if as a youth you find yourself um, battling with your relationship with God. Um, as she had also mentioned, what you fill your mind with is what will resonate out of you. So take time out, listen to um, their um, audio, audio, audio Bibles out there. There are also podcasts, Chris, um, gospel podcasts out there that you can easily subscribe to and listen from time to time. Um, yes, we are in a fast-paced world where you really do not have time for many things. You just, from the little time you are trying to do something. But even while you're trying to do that thing which you're trying to do, for example, while you're trying to walk, you can play, pick up your phone, play either gospel songs, so people walk with music. So if music is your thing, switch into gospel music. Make that your, your walk um, routine, or you can listen to uh, messages online. All these things will help build your spirit man. Before you know it, you find yourself communing with God more than you 
you you wear as time goes by. So these are just um, ways that I think one can use to improve his or relationship with God in this current um, dispensation. Thank you very, very much. So yeah, we have a question from someone online. Um, so he says, how do I know I am chosen? And what am I chosen for? Do I hear a voice in my head saying, um, I can go to the Oshara's department? I mean, so how do we know? What pointers do we look out for? How do we, um, how do we know basically that, okay, we are being called by God and for what purpose exactly do we know we are being called? Okay, well, this is not my answer. This is Paul saying, I'm just going to read it, how he put it to the um, people of Thessalonica. So this is First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4 to 8. And he says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. And then he goes ahead to tell them why, <clears throat> why we know that he has chosen us. And he says, But because our gospel came with you, to you, not only in words, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. We know that at the end of the day, when you, like, if you're sharing the gospel, it's not you're sharing the gospel that actually changes someone, it's the Holy Spirit. So the same Holy Spirit who, um, who gave us the new birth, we say new birth because basically we were dead before he did that, is the same Holy Spirit that helps us to live like how we should live. And the, um, the other, the latter part of our, what's it called? <laughs> our theme for the month kind of tells us what is our job as people that are chosen. That's the second part of the question. It says that we may, let me just read it, um, that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So that is what, that's our job as people that are chosen. And how we know we're chosen is how, when the Holy Spirit dwells in you, how he pushes us to do the right thing, how he begins to um, conform our, our thoughts and our words and our actions to who he is. And sometimes we might, um, sorry, one second. Sometimes it might be easy for us to feel doubt or oh, we don't feel that God is that close to us. And that's where faith comes in because we're not to walk by our feelings. As people that are chosen, sometimes you just feel like God is so far from you. But our feelings are not reality at the end of the day. So that's why we're supposed to bear ourselves in the word so that when those thoughts come, you can say, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to listen to this because this is what God says. You can cancel out the lies with the truth of God's word. Praise the Lord. Fabulous. Thank you. So please clap for her. Please clap for her. That was a wonderful answer. So yeah, and we've been talking about choosing. It sounds like a whole lot of responsibilities. So are there any benefits to actually being chosen? Or does it just mean um, my time is constrained, my schedule is tight? Does it just mean walk, 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 walk? What are some actual benefits? I mean, you're all workers in the church. What would you say are some of the benefits you've noticed so far? Number one, recognition. Right now, I'm pretty sure everybody here already knows my name and where I work, so (laughs) (laughs) that alone too for me is fame. Like, this is the biggest um, podium I've had in my entire life, so (laughs) that's one one for me. I believe that God is um, a reward of those who diligently seek him, right? Um, Sometimes it's, I'm not going to lie, it seems a lot, I mean, because when I started working in the admin team and um, I realized my team lead just left, and I realized that it's, it's quite a lot. Um, but I know that at the end of the day, you're not working, you're not doing it because, oh, I want God to now bless me. Just like when you're giving tithes or you're giving offering, you're not saying, oh, God, still, I'll give you, I'll give you back. Obviously, in the long run, you know that God is going to bless you. He's yeah. a good God. I mean, at the end of the day, he's not going to just let all your hard work go in vain. Yeah. I think that's another thing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Fabulous. Um, One other thing I wanted to add is that as people that um, are chosen by God, at the end of the day, we know that in reality, in this life, we, (laughs) in this life, we will have tribulations. But at the end of the day, the main, like the reason Jesus came and died was to reconcile us with the Father. And I think that's the greatest reward I can say as being chosen is that you have a relationship with the God of the universe, like the God that created the heavens, the earth, every single thing. You get to have a relationship with him. You get to be able to speak to him and not just speak to him. And he answers and he hears you. So I think that's like the most important like um, wow. thing 
and the most important reward in terms of being chosen by God. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, personally, from my experience, I, I enjoy being in the presence of God. Like, I, I, it's exciting for me because I'm in the worship team. I play the bass guitar. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. I mean, I get to meet people, lovely, nice people. I mean, just look at them now. Uh, come on. Come to church. Come and join one of the service units. So, so yes, um, we just, we're just wrapping up. Um, we'll just have one more question. But I'd just like to throw a question to our daddy, Aliyu. So um, what's, what advice would you, would you like to give to young people who are who are being chosen by God. I mean, because you're years ahead of us. You've seen everything. Most of the things we're complaining about, you've been through it. Most of the challenges, you've gone through it. Or if, if you were to give an advice to your younger self, knowing what you know now, what would it be? Thank you, first of all. Uh, when you are chosen... Let me say straight away that it's a wonderful privilege. Many of us don't know or we don't appreciate it. It's a wonderful privilege. Like we have discussed earlier, the tendency for us is to see the supposed negatives. Oh, I'm not qualified. Oh, I'm going to lose this. Oh, will I have time? Those are the things. But the truth is, it's a wonderful privilege. So number one, our desire, once you come to that realization, I have been chosen, accept and be committed. Committed to whatever is ahead of you. Whatever, just like uh, we are told, whatever your hand lays, whatever you get to do, do it well. Whatever it is that God has spoken to you about, not just lay hold of it, do it committedly. And be determined that irrespective of what will happen, I will pursue it to the end. Why do I say irrespective of what will happen? The panel, the wonderful panel we have, they've taught us so much, including myself. They've listed some of the things that we are going to face there is no call. There is no idea of being chosen where you are going to have it smooth. In fact, like those who come to know the Lord early in life, it's as if when you surrender your life, that's when the greatest problem come your way. And I normally challenge people to say that, in fact, if you have given your life to Christ and you don't have challenges, you better ask yourself, which Christ am I serving? You will have problems and be determined to get through. The reason why you have problems is the enemy wants to discourage you. So please, if you are chosen, a wonderful privilege, decide to go through. Decide to seek higher ground. Just like you said, covet endlessly the best gift. Covet endlessly. Lord, what will I have? What will you have me do for you? You are chosen for a purpose. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. So final question. Um, when one is chosen, can they be unchosen? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the person was online when we started. So can you like just give them a quick recap? Yes. And um, thank you very much again. After this question, we'll just take um, one minute um, comment from our panelists and then we'll bring it to an end. I'm, I'm sure you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please um, stay tuned for other programs. Yes. Thank you. So I think we talked about it earlier, how um, God chose us. And because he's the one who did the choosing and he's also the one who gives us the Holy Spirit, to keep us in line. When we do fall short, it's not like he um, cancels us like we're used to in this art culture, like Rena said. Like he doesn't cancel us. When we do fall short, we have an advocate in the Father. And um, I was looking for the verse, but I couldn't find it. I think it's in Ephesians chapter 2, where it talks about how we are sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of, I can't remember the word, the exact word, 
but it's God who does the choosing and it's also God who does the keeping. But we do have that responsibility to um, walk in a manner that's worthy of our calling. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, so um, the pastors have decided to give us extra 10 minutes. Please, I mean, see, we're enjoying in this church. It's not in every church that pastors will give you 10 minutes to come, just because we want to answer your questions. Okay. Yeah, so this one says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. How can the way each of us as young adults live our life and serve our Lord help one another? Sorry. I didn't get this properly. So um, if I understand what this person is saying, he or she wants to know how we chosen youths can help each other in um, fulfilling God's purpose for our lives and performing the duties of God. Yes. So how can we help each other as chosen colleagues? So um, I think um, by fellowshipping together, that should that's key because we tend to encourage ourselves, you know, and also by um, letting each other know that we can do more as a body of Christ. The whole idea is to reach out to more people, you know, and also win more souls. Too. So um, most times, I think what's, um, like we talked about, the challenges as young Christians that we face is being maybe we find ourselves trying to be um, singled out. We don't want to be in the midst of brethren, you know. You just want to make yourself look I don't want to look like them. Rather, I think the fellowshipping together works. And also, um, finding out time to also maybe um, reach out to people as well. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing I'd like to add is, um, first of all, as he said, like communication. We were made to be in community. We see in the early church, it was a community. We had people, they were talking to each other. So when you have an issue, like, don't shy away, like, where your people talk to each other. And another thing I wanted to add is, um, one second, I kind of forgot, so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So I think it's just um, very important that, you know, community of the iron sharpness iron, it's just, it's, um, it's quite a very great privilege that you have similar people who are going through either the same thing or have gone ahead of you, but they're in the same faith, so they can always encourage you, they can always give you the right advice, and you're not trying to go to the world to then get the advice. You Being in fellowship is actually very, I don't know, the better word to use, sweet, like... Yeah. yeah, so you're just growing, you're growing in your faith. Um, we have, like in the future, we have the YSAG groups, at least people will drop comments, or what you didn't have a perspective on before, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to have learned, and, you know, just growing in your faith, basically, and sharing with people. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, what I wanted to say that I forgot is that, and also, like, being faithful where you are is very important because at the end of the day, there, there's people watching you. There's people that are either encouraged or discouraged by the things you do. For example, like, somebody like IK. IK can be very annoying, but, like, sometimes when you see how enthusiastic he is about yeah. stuff, like, yeah. it just makes you want to, like, try harder and do more yeah. and, like, just be better. So you encourage each other even without knowing and also, yeah. <laughs> sorry. So I, th- I think also being being intentional too. You know, when you really want, you, you're you're in, you're like hungry for this thing. So like recently, oh no, it was before the COVID. Um, because I, at some point I used to be able to make it Bible study here, but I couldn't. So um, those of us that work on the island, you know, myself, Gatumi, um, Lugwa couple of us, we decided, to, and Lanre, yes, we decided to form a Bible study group, you know, where we, we teach ourselves, you know, we probably maybe prepare uh, ahead of um, ahead of time, and we come together, we teach ourselves, we even invite, sometimes we invite Pastor Ken, you know, to come and fellowship with us as well, so, so like the saying, iron sharpness iron, you know, there was this communication cycle, there was the feedback we got from each other, you know, and also, there, there would also be times where you'd be faced with challenges as an individual. The individual is, there were different times that we just, we needed help. And maybe the best place you could, like, lay your complaints and all of this could be maybe just that small group, you know. So that's Thank you very much. Yes, um, we have another question online that says, um, how should people deal 
with rejection that comes when we are being chosen. Amen. It's true. Most times when people know that you are called out for God's purpose, there tends to be some level of rejection in the secular life. So how should we deal with that as youths and young adults? All things work for good to those that put their trust in God. I hope I got that right. Yeah, so that usually is what I, I, I always tell myself when I find myself in situations where um, I wanted something and I didn't get it. Now, I usually just tell myself, like, God has a plan for, for my life. This is me telling myself. God has a plan for your own life. So, and he knows what is best for you. So, he won't let what is best for you slip away from you. And neither will he let you get into something that will cause you harm at the same time. So um, if you find yourself where you wanted something and you didn't get it, just kind of believe that something better is cooking out there. I've, okay, before I got, let me also use the same story I'd given before. Before I got the, um, the job where I'm currently working at, I had gotten about three other offers from various companies before I got the current one I'm at. Now, when the first one came, which was actually better than where I was already working, I I was happy about it because I fully negotiated what I wanted. Like, I had that power to negotiate what I wanted. And I negotiated it, we had agreed. All All that was left for was for me to sign the offer letter. And then I sent that offer letter to my parents. And they looked at it, they prayed, and they told me that they didn't feel, like the the feeling they're getting is that I should not take it. And usually I can quite be stubborn on certain decisions, but when when my parents told me that, I just, I kind of just agreed with them. Like I shouldn't actually take the offer. And so I waited. I didn't. I didn't take the offer. I just. I just left it like that. And then another offer came. And I didn't. I didn't do anything. I just kind of just stopped looking for job. And then another offer came without me. That's because I'd already applied to a number of places. So different three offers just came down the line, and I just didn't respond to them. And then suddenly I got a message from Zain Bank. You've been scheduled for an interview. And I didn't apply. But somehow, I just knew that was it. So, that was how I got into Zenith Bank. So, um, I'm to whosoever asks that question. There are times when you might, not, it might not even be rejection. It might even be an offer. But it's not everything you actually jump into. It's very, very critical that you talk to God in, at every time, even when it looks like all is good, always talk to God about it. When things are bad, talk to him also about it, and he will direct you and lead you. Fabulous. Thank you very, very much for that. Thank you so much. Yes, um, one more question. Um, it says, in terms of relationships, why do some Christians end up being unequally yoked, even if they understand they are chosen? They stop or no? <laughs> I mean, that's that's you already know you are chosen. I mean, you know you know what the Bible says about being unequally yoked. Why would you use your leg to go on? I mean, it's so please you know you know you are chosen. Don't. I mean, someone says we'll will um a, with the will a lion. Will a lion be playing with a goat? I mean, a lion should not associate itself with a goat. I mean, you know who you are. You are, you are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. You are special. So, I mean, you should already know that being unequally yoked is a no-no. You shouldn't even consider it to the point of actually being unequally yoked. I don't know if someone... Irena? I agree with um, no matter how much you mix a new wine with a, with a sour or spoilt wine, yeah. that spoilt wine can never be as good as 
a fresh wine. Yeah. So the same thing applies for your spiritual, for your when you're about to get married. Never you um, yoke yourself with an unbeliever. It's just will never work good. And I kind of think that some people still have the mindset that they can convert mm-hmm. people. And I think that's where they actually get it wrong. The, the ability to convert is not in your hands. Yeah. It's only the Spirit of God that can do it. So unless God moves, there's nothing you can do. You can preach, you can drag the person to church, you can force the person into fellowship. The person will be there and not be there mentally, spiritually. The person is only there physically and it will amount to nothing. So, um, first of all, just register that in your mind that you can't change a person. This is, in fact, the whole, the whole concept of even changing a person, even outside of um, converting the person, make the person a Christian. To me, I kind of even believe it's even impossible because I know how, I know, um, personally, I know how many times I've tried to change someone and it's ended up real bad, like, real bad for me. <laughs> You get so um, just first of all, like get that register into your head that you can't even change anybody to start with. So um, yeah, just one little thing I wanted to add is like in that verse, I think it's important for us to get the concept like that he was talking about being unequally yoked. It doesn't work out for either of the animals, like because a yoke is this thing they kind of put like to put two animals together, but the smaller one like. And the bigger one, it doesn't work out for anyone. Because the bigger person has to literally carry the smaller one. And then the smaller one, you're like dragging by your neck. It doesn't work out for anyone. So just don't, honestly. Again, fellowship. It comes down to fellowship. There's no how you be in a church like this and you say you want to marry and then you not do marriage counseling. I'm sure you don't want to tell Auntie Kemi that and the brother or the sister is not a believer. I mean, have you seen Auntie Kemi before? Has she looked at you before? I mean, you you'll get your answer there. So please, um, let's just let's be guided. So um, we really appreciate your time. We I encourage you to be a part of our services. Um, we have our Bible studies on Wednesdays. We have our prayer meetings on Fridays, and we have our Sunday services on Sunday. We also have a special youth service every Sunday by 11 a.m. We encourage you to join. Final words from our panelists before we call it a day. enough um i think when they started this theme of chosen i i think i would be confused at first um so i just want to anyone that is kind of confused that chosen doesn't mean oh you're a pastor okay god has chosen you i think once you are saved you're already chosen god already accepted you so just kind of resonate with that that you are already chosen regardless of if you're working in church or if you're a pastor and all of that you're already chosen by god because you are saved so yeah um being chosen should um, indicate that you are highly loved, you are highly recognized, and you are kind of, okay, let me use the word also, appreciated. Um, it's only when, it's only if the person choosing feels that way about you that the person will actually make the choice to have you on the stage. So if you found yourself being called by God, be, comfort yourself in the fact that amongst the billions of people on the planet, God still saw me and God picked me and said, it's you I want. The same way um, ladies feel so much joy when a guy proposes to them. Yeah, you know how they're like, oh, crying and all that. Yeah, that's, that's, that should be the same feeling. I just, I think this is more of like a little testimony. Um, you know, we talked about community and like being vulnerable. Like at first, when Pastor told me I was going to do this panel, I was like, ah, oh, God, please, can you make him change his mind or something like that? But um, I'm thankful that that didn't happen because it's been a very great learning experience. And I was really, really anxious at the beginning. And I'm like, God, please just help me. And he did. So I guess that's a testimony. When you're anxious, you can cast your cares on him because he does care for you. And also, like, thank you for the opportunity.
About, um, so being chosen, um, like um, Reverend Aliu stated earlier, that you definitely come, uh, it comes with challenges and um, the other way around, you not seeing the challenges also might indicate that you might not have been really chosen. So the fact that you get to see challenges shows that yes, the enemy is trying to pull you down and discourage you, but when you have your faith um, um, tied to God and you know that definitely there are blessings that come with it, you definitely know that, yes, it's a good thing to be chosen. You know, so that we have Bible um, references to people that were chosen. You know, it never came easy for the likes of Moses. It never came easy for the likes of you know Jonah, but still they had good cause, and it was also like um, some sort of success stories for the Bible as well, too, and also for teachings for us as Christians in our time. So that's it. Thank you. On a final note, um, I'd just like to say that the Holy Spirit is there to help us, and I'll encourage every one of us to see the concept of being chosen as a, as a privilege, actually, because it is. The more you see it as a privilege, the easier it is for you to perform the work. You don't see it as a task, and God would see your heart, and he would give you more grace to do more. Um, thank you again. I would call on brother Chris to close us now. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you.